Well hello folks, welcome along to another episode of the podcast. Hope you're doing well. I can't really start this episode without um, talking on events of last week. And last Friday it was announced at 12 midday UK time that the that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, passed away age 99 after a short illness. I uh, just want to say my heart goes out to the Queen at this time. And indeed, Charles and Anne and Andrew and, and Edward, as well as all the grandchildren and great grandchildren, and all the family circle. I know it's been uh, it, it is a hard time when anybody when you lost your your if you lost your partner, or a father or a mother or a grandfather grandmother, you know, or a brother or a sister, whatever it may be. But my heart goes out to them, at this time. I'll, well, we'll be talking later on about some of his achievements as uh, Duke of Edinburgh. And of course we'll be sharing more stuff about what's happening here at the podcast as well. So uh, before all that there, I have to just say, roll titles. Welcome to the Joe Show Podcast. You're listening to the Joe you Show You are podcast. listening to the Joe Show Podcast. You are listening to the Joe Show Podcast. What about you, folks? Um, well, last week's episode drawn really well in the listening figures. <laughs> Always does when Rab comes on, and uh, you know I would love Rab to be on every week, but I know Rab is so busy. You know, to hear a day, when I asked him that question, that what's a day in the life of Rab all like, and he he basically shared part of his life, and it, it really made me realise how busy this guy is. He's got. He's got BBC Radio Ulster, he's got his own radio show on a Tuesday night, and he's his podcast on a Wednesday night. But he's constantly working from Monday right through to Saturday for his podcast and his radio show. Two, both radio shows. So the man is flat out, and to take time out, an hour. I think we, were, I think we recorded a full, two, nearly, it was almost, it was just over an hour and a half last, last Saturday. And uh, it really was... Um, it, I really just saw how busy he actually is, and if I'd, I would love to have him on the show, I'd love to, to you know, love this to be the, the, the Joe and Rab show, but sadly, Rab is busy, and I can understand that, and uh, I just want to say thanks very much, Rab, looking forward to having you on again, Um, so uh, great, and uh, as I say, I enjoyed recording it, unfortunately last week, um, you may have noticed uh, audio quality on my end was awful and I have to apologize for that because right at the very start of recording I mean Rabbit Rab and I had been talking on Zoom for about 10-15 minutes before we actually hit the record and uh, once I hit record everything went south the uh, the US I have a little USB audio thing and it's uh, it just stopped working 
so uh, I had to rely on the webcam and the webcam quality is okay for for zoom calls it's okay for skype calls but it's not okay for podcasting so uh, you hear me peeking a lot and I just want to say I'm sorry about that and I hope you can uh, listen on because as of next week which is the 20th episode I'll be using my new equipment yeah I'm getting a, a Zoom H4n uh, handy recorder and I'll be using that as an audio interface as well as whenever I'm out in the field or out in the room and I can maybe do interviews or talk, you know, maybe in the car or whatever. So uh, all that's to come. Also on next week's show uh, podcast, we will have on a few friends of mine around. Uh, yeah, you might know them actually because every episode they're actually on the podcast. You know, you maybe don't hear them all the episode, but you will hear them at the start of the episode. Yes, some of the voices from the intro will be joining me next week for a bit of fun and a bit of banter. And uh, now, here's where the thing goes. Uh, there's one of them Canadian, there's one of them Danish, and there's one of them American. And they all live, two of them live in America and one of them live in Canada. So... Yeah, go figure. And I hope that they can understand me because I, as you know, you probably find it hard to understand me as well. So that I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, stay tuned for that. And that will be at the later day of Friday next week because uh, as this is the last week you'll hear me on a Wednesday. Well, you will still hear me on a Wednesday, but the new episodes go out on a Friday after, the, after this week. So, uh, yeah, things are looking up here because... I'm also in talks with sponsors, yes, uh, potential sponsors, and I also have two applicants in from a from an ad I put up on the Facebook page, the Joe Watson Show, and they are uh, coming in to talk to me about becoming my researchers, and basically what I plan to do with them is to each week to have a little segment of ten minutes or so, where they come on and they chat to me about a story that they've researched. And it gives me a chance to to have a bit of crack with them and chat about what they've what they've researched that week and see how that develops and that'll be something that you guys can can look forward to whereas usually you just hear me so uh yeah that's something to look forward to um so stay tuned for that yeah so this week the last week was a big week um Rob and I had already recorded had recorded um i suppose we, we wouldn't really have been able to announce it anyway because our episode went on wednesday so we didn't know and i we could we should have talked about paul ritter but again we recorded the episode we recorded last week's episode on the saturday so there hadn't been really anything big happen beyond that point but uh yeah so paul ritter uh friday night dinner dad um he uh he died of a brain tumor um um age 54 and i think friday night dinner had really sort of after the third uh, third series i think they decided that was it and it ended on such a high we left us wanting more and uh i think friday night dinner is a classic um there was one wee thing annoyed me and you guys probably think this is very petty but they used the Lord's name in vain a lot. Now, they're Jewish people, you know. And it annoys me whenever... Uh, not that they're Jewish, 
dear, I'm going to get myself into a lot of anti-Semitism. No, they were Jewish people and they were swearing the Lord's name. And, uh, you know, it was quite odd because why would they do that? That's People, you know, that's, I, 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 I automatically, you know, I think of that as a, uh, people that believe they're in a, you know, Christian countries would I th- would have thought did that, but even in Still Game, which I love, Still Game, their Muslim character he uses the Lord's name in vain, which baffles me. You know, the, do Muslims even believe in Christ? I don't know, but no. Uh, Friday night dinner is class, and I love it. And Jim, obviously Jim, Jim, what can you say about Jim? You know, Mark Heap, a uh, brilliant actor. And Paul Ritter, brilliant actor. I loved how he always run about. He was hot. And then, next thing, uh, about a squirrel. You know, <laughs> in his funny ways, and he was hiding a fox in the fridge freezer. And, oh, the chest freezer, rather. This class, class, Martin. Martin Friedman. So, uh, he'll go down as one of the greatest TV comedy dads, I think, about. And... Obviously, um, Thora, the lady who played his fa- his mother, not so. Is her name Thora? No, I keep getting her and Thora heard mixed up. It's Rosalind Knight. That's who it is. Rosalind Knight died last year, December nineteenth. So, uh, yeah, and she played um, not not nice grandma. I think you called her. Uh, they didn't. The boys didn't like her, and then did uh, Martin's wife, and uh, neither did Martin, I suppose, but. Yeah, so horrible grandma, that's what they called her. So uh, yeah, there's already been two deaths and it's sad that uh, this these this I suppose this this happens. You you you'd expect someone like Rosalind because she's a lot older, but for Paul, fifty fifty five or fifty four, you wouldn't expect it that. But yeah. So Friday night dinner class and uh, classic a class classic show and I would suggest if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. And then on Friday, we got at midday that the Duke of Edinburgh had died. Now, the Duke of Edinburgh, what can I say, he married the Queen in 1947. And I suppose they didn't know that uh, five years later, or five or six years later, that she would be, she'd be crowned as Queen. And uh, from watching Netflix, you, you see the relationship, how they were together. And, yeah, you can judge for yourself how things went on, if Netflix is true or not, or... If it's just dramatised, we don't know. But we just know that it probably was a big thing for them and a big change for them. He was no longer allowed to stand beside his wife. He had to stand inches behind, two feet or three feet behind. I feel that way too with Laura. Whenever um she's with her mum, her and her mum stand together and I stand behind. <laughs> I would say the Queen and the Queen Mother and I'm the Duke of Edinburgh. But anyway, let's just... Uh, Let's just talk about the real Duke of Edinburgh, you know. And he started the Duke of Edinburgh's award and uh, he's given so many young people over the years um, a lease of life, something to do. And uh, I think that was great as well. And he designed a Land Rover as well. I was reading that this week, a Land Rover that um, can hold a, a coffin. And I think that's what he's going to be, I believe that's what he's going to be uh, taken to his grave with. Is this Land Rover? I'm. I now. Don't quote me. I think this is what I read that this uh, this Land Rover was gonna gonna carry his coffin, a hearse. You know. So his funeral is on Saturday. Um, don't know what time, but uh, yeah. 
Um, and I think it was uh, just reading about his funeral and reading about his talking about his death. I just heard that the BBC got eleven, a hundred and eleven thousand complaints about the death of Prince Philip. Now I don't know what the complaints were. I never read it, but if people are complaining that they're missing, pointless. You know, come on. When the Queen dies, we're going to have. I think we're going to. Four or five days of nothing but the Queen on TV. That's just what you know. You live in a country where we have a royal family, and if one of them dies, you're going to hear about it for days. So you know, and if you're not, you know. But anyway, and you know, and Northern Ireland at the minute has been going through a bit of turmoil. Uh, yes, the Irish is at it again. No, we're not really. They're just fighting. The loyalists are fighting, and I was a bit annoyed. On I mean, I'm no royalist. I have to admit, I put my hand up. I am not a royalist. I'm not a fan of the royal family. My wife loves the queen, and I do like I do like talking about the the dramas like uh, uh, Harry and Meghan's interview and that sort of thing. I get it in a couple of episodes back, but I'm not a, not a big follower. I don't follow them very much, but I know how to respect someone, and I believe that. The night that Prince Philip died, the day that Prince Philip died, that night there was there was rioting here in, in Northern Ireland in Coleraine, and I thought these people say they're they're loyalists, and loyalists say they're loyal to the Queen. Well, if these guys are loyal to the Queen, why were they out fighting? Where was their loyalty then? You know they were loyal. If they've been loyal to this woman, why would they not be loyal to her and stay in on the night that she's grieving the loss of her husband? You know, it, it, it's beggar's belief, but anyway. Then on Saturday, we heard that Nikki Graham passed away. And uh, she passed away aged 38. She had battled all her life with anorexia. And uh, I, I watched an interview a few years ago. She talked that she'd never be able to have children because she's so anorexic that um, her periods had stopped. And she was no longer making eggs. And she hadn't done since she was a teenager. And that's so sad, and eating disorders are such a thing. They're such a major thing in life now. And an eating disorder isn't always somebody who... Somebody who has an eating disorder, an eating disorder isn't always somebody who is thin. We, we we think of people that are really, really skinny and say they're anorexic. We say oh, that that poor creator has um, anorexia she's, or, or bulimia or whatever it is, and they are really really thin but then we look at fat people and call them fatties you know fat people in my people like myself who are overweight sometimes sometimes it's just gluttony we just eat and eat and eat but other times it's we eat because we need comfort that's a cop out I know but so sometimes eating disorders can affect the other way that overweight obesity you know and uh, certainly when it comes to a stage where somebody's lying in the bed because they're 40 50 stone that certainly has been an eating disorder i really do believe that so uh nikki was in uh the seventh uh, season of big brother uk and she obviously will be uh remembered for her outburst of who is she who is she as she sat in the in the in the in the uh diary room on the big brother chair uh, in her bikini top and uh swinging her arm back and forth back and forth back and forth 
shouting, who is she, who is she? And uh, that there was something that made her quite famous. And uh, I think she went on with it. Obviously, there's been two or three deaths since uh, Big Brother. I think, you know, obviously we had um, Jade Goody. She passed away. She was, I think, the second or the third uh, season of Big Brother. And there was Sophie, uh, Sophie Brown. She was another one that uh, died as well so the, there's been a few deaths since Big Brother and uh, young deaths and it's sad it really is sad but anyway <laughs> I need to liven things up I'm going to have a rant here folks before I go into the rest of the show you know what's bothering me at the minute and it really is driving me bonkers I have about 400 people, 450 people who've, who uh, like and follow the Joe Watson Show Facebook page. And uh, I share my episodes on there every week. Right? And it makes me laugh because people are liking my links to the episodes. I even would share them as my story. But people are thinking that's only, that's enough. But they're not listening to the actual episode that I'm putting out. And that noise the life out of me. As that grinds my gears. And that's something I want to ask you guys in the fu- future. Uh, what grinds your gears? But anyway, I put out a thing. And we now have a Facebook group as well. Joe Watson Show, or the Joe Show Podcast actually called. We have a, um, we have a, Twitter feed as well, the Joe Watson Show as well, and we have a um we have a YouTube channel, the Joe Watson Show, and we have a, f- a website called JoeWatsonShow.com. It's still under development, but it's live there, so you'll see tweaks coming to it every now and again. So uh, yeah, but uh, I asked the question, where? Is the craziest places that you have proposed. Let me tell you about my place. I met my wife um, in 2014. We had a think there. And uh, on the 16th of July 2014. We were on a blind date. I was blind. And. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm only joking. That's a joke we and her both, both share. Uh, we were we were set up on a blind date. We went and we fell in love. And it was, it was as it, it was an instant thing for my wife. It took me a wee while. It took me about three three dates before I realised she was the one for me. So the first date we went to the cinema. Second date we we went to a bar and we listened to our friend who set us up. He was doing a music set, so we went, we uh, chatted and danced to his music and that sort of thing. And uh, on the third date, what was the third date? Third did I took her for a walk. Yeah, how original. <laughs> and I took her for a walk around a public garden in Mackerfelt. And for those of you who know what's coming next, you'll be sitting there with your hands in your head thinking, Joe, what did you do that for? And now when I realise, looking back, I probably think, why did I do that? But I took her in these public, lovely gardens, lovely walkways. There's flowers, there's little bridges, there's tunnels, there's little park benches there's as i say again there's flowers there's trees there's a lovely little stream there's all those lovely things a little bird sanctuary i don't think it's bird sanctuary but there's places where the birds fly through and 
obviously. But I'm not really painting a good picture, am I? But, and in the back of that place, in the same grounds, but behind all that, there is a public graveyard cemetery. A public cemetery is right behind that on the same grounds. <laughs> yes, I took her to a graveyard for a third date. It wasn't one of those moments where I was like, do you want to be buried with our people? No, it wasn't. It was... It was more just I wanted to take her around the lovely little pathways and uh, just chat, and then we went for a we went for a, a meal afterwards, and and for, no, I think we actually went for a meal first, and then we went for the walk afterwards. That's what it was, and um, we'd been chatting away, and uh, we'd sat down on this park bench, this little bench, and uh, it just came on. It just came so natural. We shared our life together we we shared what would happen in our lives in the past and we shared what we wanted in the future i said i wanted to get married i wanted to have kids and she said the exact same and i says i think it's you that i want to get married to and she says i know it's you i want to get married to so that was all right that was third date then we had we then we dated and dated and dated, dated. About a year and a half into our dating and uh, that sort of thing, um, I took her back there one day and she was like, why are we going back here, Joe? And I was like, I just want to reminisce. So we went on the same walk, the exact same walk. Then I sat her down on that very same bench. And I said, do you remember what happened here last year? She says, I do. I says, Laura, I still have the same plans. She says, well, my plans haven't changed either. And I said, Laura, she says, what, Joe? I, and I says, oh, by the way, look over there. I says, they've changed, they've taken down that sign. Or, there's something different over there. So uh, she, as she looked over, I fell on my knee, jumped down onto my knee, she looked back and I was the same height as her for the first time ever. <laughs> yes, my, my wife's like five foot nothing. She says, what are you doing, Joe? What are you doing? I produced the ring and I says, Laura, will you be my wife? And she, yes, she said yes. And she jumped up and down and screamed and roared. And there was, I think there was people clapping. <laughs> just, just random people out walking and they started clapping and cheering the fact is that this young couple who were so madly in love got engaged. So I proposed in a in a in a grave in a graveyard a, a cemetery, and to this day, Laura says Joe was dead romantic. He proposed in a cemetery. <laughs> yeah, so that, that that that's the story of how I proposed and got and my wife and I got engaged was in a cemetery. So I asked you guys uh, where your most, uh, did you have any unusual places to propose? And I got an email for the first time. <laughs> got two emails actually and I'm going to share them. And they told me not to share their names so I'll not share their names. The first guy said that he'd run a bath, he'd run a bath for his uh, girlfriend with candles around the bath as you do and rose petals and we know where this is going. And uh, 
she had come in from a hard day's work and he said there was a bath run. She went up and run the bath. And then uh, as she picked up her flannel to wash her face or whatever she was going to wash, she heard a ping. And she, it must have fell into the bath, he said, because she was searching around the bath until she felt it and she took it out and it was a ring. It was a diamond ring. And uh, she looked around to see, and on the toilet he had used the rose petals to uh, to ask, will you marry me on the toilet seat? And she said yes. So that was lovely, and thanks very much for that wee story. Here's another one that, uh, this, is, this is the next one, the last one that I wanted to share. This guy actually messaged in to say that he proposed in on in Alton Towers in England. Alton Towers is a theme park and in fact he was on a roller coaster at the time and him and his girlfriend were sitting in, in the front carriage and uh, he, uh, as they were going through the loop to look, upside down he pulled out the ring box opened the ring box only to find the ring had flew out <laughs> and there was no ring there when he was saying the words will you marry me and he didn't know the ring had flew out but when she said yes and looked, the ring was gone. They he, he said, ah, oh, it must have. He realized it, it fell out, and uh, they never got it. But they went and bought another ring. So I thought that was a lovely story. Thanks very much for getting in touch. If you'd like to tell me where you proposed, let me know. Go to the website joewatchandshow.com, and there's a place in there get in touch. There's no name filter. There's no email filter. All you have to do is put in your message and press send. And it'll come through to me. You you don't have to give your name. Just share whatever you want, uh, and uh, I'll I'll pick it up for the next podcast. So that's lovely stories. Thank you very much. Do you know I had this week's episode all recorded and set and sent to be published for today, whenever. The death of the Duke hit, the, the news hit, and I had to pull the whole thing down and have it just sit in the drafts, never to be used again. <laughs> it's sad, you know, whenever the, there is a, uh, you know, it's, it's a death sad, yes, and it's sad, but whenever we can't use our material because we know that it may offend. But, uh, yeah, maybe it's for the best, I don't know. But uh, staycationing, I'm going to talk about staycationing. Hopefully in, Ju- in June, or July, I think it's June, uh, my wife and I are going to stay in the Titanic Belfast Hotel. And uh, my wife's quite spontaneous this way. And uh, we decided we would pay, ha- we'd, we'd pay both pay halves to go and stay in. Well, we took it out of our joint account, joint account so we both paid for it. But uh, we decided we would go and treat each, each other to a staycation. And hopefully it will happen. Um, basically, we're going to stay in the Titanic Hotel in Belfast. And you get to have a meal in the drawing room. Where they, where they drew the, the plans, the blueprints for Titanic. And my wife, the type of person beforehand, would, would, would uh, phone up the restaurant and say, Could my husband sit in the very place where Thomas Andrews sat? Where he designed the Titanic. And that's something she would probably do. And she would probably put it out. that, And then say to me. Halfway through the meal. 
Joe, where do you think Thomas Andrews sat whenever he was drawing the Titanic? And I would sort of look around the room and think, well, it was over there, or maybe it was over there, or it was over there. And she'd say, Joe, it was actually was there where you were sitting. And that was something she would do. <laughs> but yeah, staycationing, um, that's a word we've adopted from America. Vacation and vac- stay is obviously staying where you're at, and cation is a shortage of vacation. And vacation is something that America uses. Over here, we would call it holiday. So we would holiday in Spain. An American would vacation in Spain. We would celebrate Christmas. We would have holidays at Christmas. They would say the Christmas holidays still, but anyway, a holiday to them is an event in time. So the 4th of July is a holiday. Christmas is a holiday. Thanksgiving is a major holiday in America, as is the 4th of July. There's a few other ones as well. Um, so that's a holiday. But for us, a holiday is a, is a vacation. Uh, for us, a vacation is a holiday. And for America, holiday is a day. So, uh, we're, so a staycation is something that we've adopted through COVID. And uh, to, uh, on Monday there, they started, uh, the, our deputy, first and deputy first minister, they said that sporting events, outdoor sporting events could happen. So that means it's a go all go for me to properly go wild camping. So I'm hoping to go wild camping at the next giving good day because I'm not really a cold weather camper. So uh, I'm hoping to get wild camping very soon and uh, looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, but uh, there's people that are holidays, they like to go on holidays and there's people that don't. I the furthest I have been on holiday is to Paris in, in France and I was okay. I didn't like the food particularly. I wasn't a fan of the food and uh I didn't like I loved the surroundings, don't get me wrong, but I didn't like the feeling that we stuck out like sore thumbs. And let me I'm gonna share a story as politically correct as I can. And as non-explicit as I can, because there's a cl- whenever you, I'm still using Anchor as well as as Podbean, and whenever you're uploading an episode onto Anchor, you have to uh, say whether it's clean or explicit. So I'm going to try and keep this as clean as possible. When we were on our honeymoon, we were able to get a bus pass where we could hop on and hop off. And hop on you, the bus was the bus route was a route where you travelled and saw the landmarks. There was a red line, a blue line, a yellow line, a green line, and you were able to hop on, hop off a different and you had a map. And we picked out one day where we were going to see the the Eiffel Tower. That day we were going to see the Arc de Triomphe. We were going to see, and on the way to the Arc de Triomphe, Louis Vuitton. So we went to see in Louis Vuitton, and on the way to. Uh, the Eiffel Tower. We went. We we saw the uh, that cathedral that burned down as well. <sighs> For the life of me, I can't remember the name of that cathedral. <laughs> What's this? You call it the Hunchback Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame. So we went to see that. And we saw a lot of old architecture in in Paris. We saw we went by a prison several times, and uh, yeah. But uh, story. Here's the story. I'll tell you a funny story first. 
one morning we came out and we were at a bus stop and uh, we sat down and this little old Parisian man was sitting, lovely sweet old man and he looks at my wife and goes baby, baby, pointed her tummy and my wife went no, 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 no baby, no baby and he, we said we just married, we're just married oh and he said something in French that we didn't really understand and he said uh, in his best English if you have baby it be fat baby like daddy because of your boom, your boobies <laughs> my wife's got large breasts <laughs> and uh, my wife laughed obviously because she thought it was a piss take at me but in actual fact, he was commenting on the size of her breasts. <laughs> as well as me making out that I was fat. Sam. But we didn't speak a word of French. He spoke very little English. And uh, we, ha we had a lovely time with this old man for about five minutes. Conversation was good. But it was, again, we didn't really understand each other's language. But we, ha we had a nice time. And he was... He told us that his wife was in heaven and we we um, said we were sorry to hear that and uh, he said he was desperately lonely and uh, it, was, it was so sad after that, you know, and we, 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 we both did, we, we, said a, we said a prayer that evening for the man and it was just, it was, you know, that wee man, it brightened up our day but also when him, him opening up to two total strangers that he was so lonely that his wife had passed away and he had no children. It was so sad. But the story that I wanted to tell you was uh, a bit more revolting. In the hotel where we stayed, there was no room service. There was no bar, no nothing like that there. So if you had to want something for a snack in the room, you had to go to a shop around the corner, a little store. And we'd been in there several times and we'd, we'd bought a... You know the touristy stuff like a, like a small Eiffel Tower or, or an Arc de Triomphe, French flag. You could get all these things, and uh, they also sold uh, like salt, salt, the salt. They sold, they sold um, soft drinks and and snacks, and so we bought a few soft soft drinks and snacks this evening. And um, I had sort of been looking around the the the, the, the store, and I saw this. It was a little a little internet cafe as well. I thought, wow, I never noticed that before. And there was this quite elder, different elderly man. I would say in his late seventies. And he what he was watching a what I can only describe, without being explicit. Well, I'm going to have to say it: gay pornography. He was watching gay pornography on the computer, in the store at seven o'clock in the after in the evening. The shopkeeper never batted an eyelid. And the old man was openly watching this, taking photographs with his with his little phone and <laughs> it was well I ran out of the shop I ran out of the shop. I did I stood outside. And when my wife had paid I'll tell you another story as well. When my wife had paid for the stuff, she turned around and as she turned around she noticed the old man and she noticed when he was watching the TV. And she darted for the front. She darted for the door. What did you leave me alone for him for? I said, I don't think I, you were his type. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that 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 really happened. And in that fair, in every store that we were in, my wife can't bonjour was all bonjour was all we could say. Safa, uh, merci. That was all we could muster. You know, five years of French lessons at school, in high school, we can't speak a bloody word of French. Mind you, I was uh, I had four years or three years of Irish, and I can never speak a blinking word of Irish either. And I did two years of Spanish, not a word. So, every shop we went into, my wife said, I can't speak French, I'm going to speak in a French accent in English. So, everywhere she went, so she produced her bank card and she'd, contactless, contactless, thank you, thank you very much. I don't know what kind of accent that was, but she would say, contactless, contactless. And I thought, Laura, you're speaking in English. She's, but I'm speaking in French. Like, I said, no, you're speaking in a, fr- in a poor, in a bad French accent. But, uh, yeah, we had a good time in Paris. We could see the Eiffel Tower from where we, where we slept. It was nice. Uh, so I didn't really come on here to talk about our honeymoon. It was just a fact. It's just a ramble that I went on. But, uh, yeah, I'll, what I did want to come on and talk about was Line of Duty. If you're a Line of Duty fan, happy days. If you're not, you know, and you want to watch it, the big spoiler alert's coming on here now. So... Turn off at this point and come back in a few minutes later. Last night's episode, well, not last night. When was it? Sunday night. Sunday night's episode was explosive, and uh, I shared on the on the on the Facebook page uh, uh, this week about um, Northern Ireland, Northern Irish locations, and I seen them. I spotted them. There was the library, the National Library in Belfast. I could see Church House. I could see. The I could see different places that streets that I I I I, I vaguely know, and uh, there's a scene where they were coming down in the van. It was the in a van, and uh, Steve, the uh, Steve Arnott was in there with a prisoner, and uh, then they were ambushed. And where they were ambushed, they were at the flyover. Where you could see the cars, the the M two and uh, the cars, and you could see the train Translink NI was up there, and they were just below Church House, and this was this was amazing, seeing these scenes in places you know, and uh, I loved how um, the episode finished with um, and everybody I saw on uh, Facebook. Everybody was pausing, like Laura and I did. We paused the screen. We paused Sky Plus, or Sky. We paused Sky at a point where we wanted to see who was on this document, and there was DNA found in um, in, in one of the officers' house, and it was the DNA of Joe, of a relation of this girl, Joe Davison. Uh, she was she's a inspector, and. Uh, Hastings or Adrian Dunbar from he's from Northern Ireland. He gives out his Northern Ireland. You know, she's cooked her goose now. This is all banchacks that we fella. You know, <laughs> I love his accent. I love that they write in these things for him, and maybe they, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe he just puts them in for 
fillers. But uh, you know, like your guy from Emmerdale in the UK, there's a television soap called Emmerdale, and there was there's a character called Zach Dingle, and he added little fillers in that became a stay for this actor for this character. Uh, he would add in little little sound effects, and uh, that was what Zach was known for then. So maybe Adrian Dunbar's doing that. I don't know, but uh, whenever they read out that said this person was a relation of Joe Davison's, all he seems could say was, "Mother of God," and I think we all had that moment whenever we, we wondered what is going on here. Mother of God, tell us, tell us, tell us. But uh, we'll have to wait till next week's episode before we know. And I will, I'll definitely be sharing with you what happened on next week's episode of the podcast if you, if you didn't uh, hear it, uh, if you didn't watch it, or you missed it, or whatever. And you, but obviously this is spoilers, so you probably don't want to listen to that. But anyway, that's it for our line of duty. So as of next week, we're happy, we'll be having brand new artwork everywhere. You'd probably, if you followed the uh, Twitter feed, you'll have saw the brand new artwork. And uh, if you follow the, if you go to the website, you'll see the brand new logo. And if you follow us on Instagram, which I haven't really promoted yet, if you've saw us on Instagram, you'll have seen the new the new artwork. But there's going to be a new podcast artwork as well. So each week, um, there's going to be a little, you know, that little artwork that. You put up a little tile. Well, that there is going to be different as well. This uh, from from next week onwards. So episode twenty is a big deal for for us here at the Joe Show, and uh, again we are going to be hoping getting on on air very soon now that restrictions are starting to lift. We're going to be hopefully getting the radio show, and the radio show will be called the Joe Watson Show. So stay tuned for that, and I would love you to listen into that. Um, because uh. You know, I'll be playing music on that as well. I can't do that here, but I'll be playing music and chat up there on that radio show. Uh, but that's all all in the future. But uh, as I say, there's new artwork coming and we're hopefully getting a new researcher and we'll hopefully have a sponsor very soon. Uh, still in the process of speaking to them. They want a few, they, need, they want a few questions. They're asking me questions and I'm chatting away to them and answering them as best I can. So it's all good in the hood. Getting a new mic, a new, uh, new, as I say, a new recorder. Also, um, zooming. I will be zooming. Um, that, that's what I'm bringing in. I wanted to say on Patreon. Patreon, there is a Patreon channel, and uh, I'm going to put this out there because uh, I think it has to be said. Um, on the Patreon, there is going to be a feature. And that feature is where once a month, you guys or uh, whoever wants to be involved can come along and do a Zoom with me. And parts of that Zoom, if you if, if you so wish, can be shared on that week's episode of the podcast. So uh, how Patreon works is you pay like £4 a month and uh, that will get a Zoom with me. And uh, you uh, through the time through maybe you get to meet Rab. I don't know if Rab's up for that, but uh, I think it'd be fun if uh, you guys, the listeners of the podcast, would like to zoom us and have a chat. That'd be great. Zoom me. It's really only me at the minute, but 
uh, you'll, uh, when I'm, my researcher is confirmed, we'll you'll get us. We'll get a zoom with me and a researcher. You can have a chat with us, and you can chat to me about, about the roots of the show and the podcast, and you can uh, interact with us. And uh, that's all going to be through Patreon. And uh, so, I, uh, if you're interested in in, in uh, supporting us in any way, go to the Patreon, and uh, you'll get that through the website joewatsonshow.com. And it's only like as little as four quid a week, and uh, you can uh, support us. And uh, I, I, I really, really appreciate that. And that money it, it doesn't go into my pocket; it uh, goes into improving ways and into improving the podcast. So uh, yeah, so thanks very much for listening. Uh, what can I say? Follow us on Facebook, Joe Watson Show. Follow us on Twitter, the Joe Watson Show. Follow us on Instagram, the Joe Watson Show. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can listen to us on uh, on Podbean, on Anchor, on on Spotify. Most of my listeners are from Spotify anyway. Uh, you can listen to us on uh, Overcast, on uh, TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio. All those places where you can get a podcast. Just search for The Joe Show or The Joe Watson Show. We should be, should be able to pick us up. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and... Uh, I wouldn't be here without you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you next week, next Friday, with a uh, my guests, uh, Chuck, Dave, and Brian. All the best, folks. <laughs>